You're listening to the Burn Youth Podcast. We hope this message encourages and challenges you to live for Jesus. Let's get into it. So good. Ben, that was amazing. Can we give the band a hand? So good. All right, you guys can take your seats. Find your seats. Been standing for a while. It's nice to get a seat. So good. Oh, goes quiet so quickly. You guys still in the room? <laughs> well, it has been a wild ride. I have loved every second being with you guys uh, from last night through to the, today. I have met so many phenomenal people. And you know what? Just in worship then, like God really impressed that story about the woman outpouring the perfume. But I just can't believe how much gold is in this room. Like every conversation that I've had with a young person, every conversation, if we've met, you've got to know like I am so in awe of you. You guys are incredible, like so, so incredible. And so if you don't know that, let me tell you, you are incredible. Yes? So last night we talked about the fact that God is enough. We talked about He is enough. And because He is enough, you are enough. Yes? Today we talked about trusting God. We talked about even when circumstance, even when things come against us, we need to trust God. We talked about that in trusting God, we need to hold on because sometimes we know that trusting God's not easy, but we've got to hold on. And in trusting God, we have to stay connected, stay in community. Yes. And tonight we're going to talk about undoing the knot. The title of my message tonight is called Undo the Knot. And I thought to kick us off, I'm going to tell you a bit of a Bible story. Anybody know Jonah in the Bible? Got Basically, everybody knows him for being like eaten up in a, in a whale, being in the belly of the fish. And basically... Jonah in the Bible, he, um, God comes to him one day and God says to him, Jonah, I want you to go to a city called Nineveh. And this city called Nineveh, it's a really influential city. It's a big city. It's got lots of people in it, but it's kind of corrupt and it really needs the love of Jesus. And so God says to Jonah, would you go to Nineveh? Well, what does Jonah do? He doesn't go to Nineveh. He runs in the opposite direction. Are there any people in the house where mom and dad tells you to do one thing and you do the exact opposite? Or it's like, you know, with your friends and you're like, so for girls in the room, it's like, is it this outfit or this outfit? And then they pick one and you'll, you pick the other one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so this is Jonah. Boys, I don't know what the equivalent is for you. Maybe it's with food. You're like, do I get this meal or this meal? And the boys are like, get that. You're like, no, 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 I'm going to go bigger. Is that, is that an accurate? Yeah, okay. And uh, so Jonah gets this request from God. Jonah, I need you to go to Nineveh and I need you to tell Nineveh about me. And he goes, no way. So what does Jonah do? He goes down to the shore. He gets on a ship in the attempt to go completely in the opposite direction as far away as possible. And he's on this ship. And basically what happens is a storm comes and the sailors start freaking out and they find Jonah. He's asleep in the bottom of the ship and they draw straws because they're like, we need to work out like, why is this happening? Why is this storm coming against us? And basically they work out that the reason the storm's coming against that gets them is, is Jonah. And so what the conclusion that they come to is that they need to throw him overboard. And so in Jonah 1 verse uh, 15, it says, They took Jonah, they threw him overboard. Immediately the sea was quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea, but in awe of God. They worshipped God, offered a sacrifice and made vows. 
Go get me this image. And I'm going to try and do this one-handed, but we'll see how we go. We are the hose. What flows through the hose is what? Water. Okay, God's the water. We are the hose. God's the water. And he gave me this image of our lives, right? Because so often what happens is all the things that we've kind of discussed over this camp. Circumstance comes, situations happen, things out of our control, in our control. And all of a sudden, what's a nice in this situation coiled, but let's say it's straight hose with, you know, the water flowing through it, lovely and getting through, becomes a knotted hose. And something happens to us, maybe like for me, it's a breakdown in relationship with my dad and I get a knot in my hose. And all of a sudden, the flow is a little restricted. Something else happens. Something else happens and we get another knot in our hose. The flow becomes even more restricted. And so on and so forth until the hose is so knotted up that the flow of God is restricted and the fullness of who He is and the destiny that He has for you actually can't flow through you. Tonight, my prayer is, is that every young person and every leader would leave on mission for Jesus. Let me break that down for you. I believe that God has an invitation for us tonight. He is calling us to live a life that has no restriction. He's calling us to live a life that has full access and a life that is strongly connected to the stream that is only Jesus. The name of this camp is only Jesus. And I believe that tonight what God wants to do is He wants to cut through the knots so that we would have a full and unrestricted stream of Him and only Him. So Jonah, right, he is what we call a prophet. And what that means is is he's really good at talking and teaching the Word of God. He's really good at communicating. He's a talker like me, like I said. And I find it interesting, you know, because God asks him, he sends him on assignment. And one of the takeaways that I got from this when I read it is the fact that God will actually never assign you to something that is outside of your gift set. So often we get fearful of what God's called us to, and that's natural. But you've got to know, young person, like God will actually never call you or assign you to something outside your gift set. It's like what we talked about this afternoon in our weakness, I made strong. So there's always going to be that kind of gap, that, that faith gap, that faith leap. But if God's assigned you to something, you can take comfort in the fact that He's assigned it to you and He's calling you because He believes that you have the gifts to outwork it. In the story, Nineveh, was a city, a large city, like I said before. It was full of influential people, similar to you guys, similar to here in Canberra. You're in an environment where you're full of influential people, people that are changing the world, people that are doing things for not just our nation but the globe. And Nineveh was like that. It was a little bit corrupted and God knew it needed Jesus. So God asked Jonah to go to this city, like I said, in hope that he would be the gift And he would provide the good news for this city of Nineveh. But as I said, he said no, because he didn't like Nineveh. He didn't like the people there. He despised them. And he thought that it would just be better to run in the opposite direction. You've got to know tonight that your destiny, the the destiny that God has for you, is more than just about you. It actually affects and implicates more than just you. The destiny that God has for you is far too important to allow to get knotted up. 
And so tonight, what I want us to do is I want us to undo the knots. When I think of a knot, so you've got a knot in your shoelace, or maybe for me, I get knots in my, I was telling you about my inner headphones, I get knots in my headphones all the time, or I get knots in a rope or whatever. When I think of a knot, or like anyone thinks of a knot, and you're looking at a knot, what do you do? You try and see like where the bits and pieces are coming from, what direction, and you try and begin to analyse it and kind of go, okay, if I pull it this way, this will release this and then this will kind of uncome, come undone and then I can undo the knot. I've learned there are two types of knots. There's probably more, but I think most come under these two categories. Sometimes there are knots in our life, as I was kind of saying before, that are there because of circumstance. They're there because of things that happen to us things that are out of our control. It could be family situations, uh, traumatic uh, events that occur, um, abuse, things that are out of our control. The other time there are knots that occur in our life because of choices that we've made. And just like Jonah, rather than obeying God, we run in the opposite direction. But what that does is it causes a whole lot of harm more than good. And instead of being where God's called us to be, we end up being where, like in the opposite direction. I remember when um, we were in America for Mark and my brother-in-law and his wife's uh, wedding, I went for a spray tan, as you do in preparation for a wedding. Any girl does that. And in Australia, I don't, hands up if, uh, girls if you've had a spray tan. Okay. So, yeah, claim it. Um, I don't know if it's like this in other countries, but – all my, all my context is here in America, right? So here you go and it's like a, 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 like a gun. They spray you with this like mist, right? But over there, it's like, you know, when you go to the airport and you've got to walk through the security thing, it's like that. They have this full machine and you like step into this thing and then there's like this automated turn left. And it's like this automated voice and it tells you to like pivot and like move and like do all this stuff. Anyway, so I go into this machine before the wedding. It's like we got there like a week before the wedding and – I'm like doing all the manoeuvres that it's telling me to do and I pull something in my back and I'm like paralysed in this spray tan machine. Context for any guys, I don't know if this is too far, but when you get a spray tan, you're naked, just so you know. And um, so I'm like paralysed in a whole different country with my sister-in-law, who, by the way, I had just met her, okay? So like I'd said to her, like we'd spoken and stuff like over FaceTime or whatever, but I'd never met this girl in my life. She's marrying my brother-in-law. So of course, like naturally you just like, you you know, make it work. You're about to be family. And I am like in this thing and I'm like, oh my God, like I can't move. Like I can't put my clothes back on because I can't like move. Anyway, she ends up coming and she's just such a blessing, thank God, you know, with her accent, y'all, what happened, y'all? Like, and I'm like, okay, can you help me out? Help my sister out. And uh, anyway, somehow we get me out of there. She gets me into the car and we go back to my brother-in-law's place where um, Jake and I were staying. And um, there, like, Arnie is a physiotherapist, thank God, who was over there at the time. For whatever reason, she travelled with, like, her travel kit. I don't know why. It was just, honestly, must have been God, right? So, I'm in a bed in the middle of my brother-in-law's lounge room, right, with this knot in my back, not being able to move. And Auntie Anne comes out and she gets a little, like, I don't know if anybody's had physiotherapy, but there's, like, these cups and they put them on you and then there's, like, it has, like, a scent, uh, motion in it. And it, like, anyway, so I'm just lying there for days, right, before this wedding. It was just this machine on me, trying to get better, trying to get better. I eventually was able to get the knot out, thank God, and make it to the wedding, which was a miracle. But all of that to say, 
knots really paralyze you. <laughs> knots really paralyze you. And I learned my lesson that time that knots really paralyze you. And the reality is, is that things may happen to you or you may, may make choices and the knots as a result of those things are paralyzing you. When uh, Jake and I dated, um, we didn't necessarily do the whole dating season too well. You've got a lot of context to our relationship now. I've told numerous stories. Um, but we didn't do everything in our relationship so well. We weren't always great with our boundaries and quite often we just liked to be in the moment, liked to be in the feelings, liked to be in the emotions and things weren't always the way that it should be. And before I knew it, the hose for me was all knotted up in my relationship with Jake. And the first couple of years of marriage were really hard for us. Um, I really struggled and what was what it was was the fact that I'd allowed things to knot up my hose. I'd made choices that had inflicted shame and guilt on me and I'd made choices that made me timid, made me embarrassed and I'd made choices that without me realising was robbing me of my freedom. If we go back to the scripture of Jonah and I might get the team, I know it's real quick, but I might get the team to jump up with me. And can I? Can we do Canvas and Clay? There's something on that song tonight. Yeah, Hamish? Yeah. Um, Jonah 1. Okay, so in 11, it says, They said to him, What are you going to do with you? What are we going to do with you to get rid of this storm? By this time, the sea was wild, totally out of control. Jonah said, Throw them overboard into the sea. Then the storm will stop. It's all my fault. I'm the cause of the storm. Get rid of me and you'll get rid of the storm. They took Jonah and threw him overboard. Immediately the sea was quieted down. The sailors were impressed, no longer terrified by the sea, but in awe of God. They worshipped God, offered a sacrifice and made vows. The truth is, is that we're all human. And therefore, from time to time, we're going to make choices that not up our hose. We're going to make choices that not up our life. But what I love about this story is that Jonah realised the only way that he could calm the storm, the only way that he could bring release is that he surrendered to the storm. you got to know tonight, young person, that nothing will release the pressure that you feel other than parting with the knots in your life that have caused the storm and abandoning them. So my question for you tonight is, what's on the other side of you releasing the pressure? What's on the other side for your family, for your friends, on you releasing the knots and the pressure that comes with the knots? In this story of Jonah, before they threw him overboard, it talks about in the scripture that the sailors didn't know God, that they worshipped, they spoke to other gods. But we just read in verse 15 and 16 that the moment Jonah was thrown overboard and he surrendered to the knots, to the mess that he'd made, that those sailors worshipped God. I wonder whose salvation is on the other side of you undoing your knot. I wonder what schools could be saved on the other side of you undoing the knot. In Jonah 3... In Jonah 2, it's where he's in the belly of the fish. In Jonah 3, we read that he actually ended up going to Nineveh as God had intended him to. And the whole city was 
instantly saved. And I just believe, I just believe that on the other side of whatever knots are represented in this room, that there's a city, there's a family, there's a school, there's a workplace that needs to know the love of Jesus, just like you know the love of Jesus. And so I wonder tonight, are there people in the room that are willing to undo the knot? Undoing the knot sometimes means, it can mean two things. If we go back to what I classified the knots as, things that happen to you and choices you make. Undoing the knot for things that happen to you means letting go of the hurt and the pain that you have from those things and surrendering that to God. And that's not easy and it's not not nice and it looks a little messy. And the other part is undoing the knot is actually admitting that maybe somewhere along the line that choice wasn't too great. Our church runs a conference and in 2018 there was a lady preaching. I can't remember the context of the preach. I can't remember much really other than the fact that when the ministry time came, actually, you know what? I think she was preaching about forgiveness, I think. But I remember the ministry time came and Jake and I had been married for three years at that point. And I responded to this altar call. I responded to this ministry time. And for me, what that moment was, I can't probably really put it into words, but I had this moment with Jesus on my knees where all the shame and all the guilt and all the things that I had like inflicted upon myself were just lifted. And I just chose to surrender, to stop being proud and just surrender to Him. And I laid it at His feet. And it wasn't necessarily anything big or fancy or glam or but I just vividly remember this moment. And from that moment, the freedom that I felt in my relationship with Jake, I can't tell you the difference. I can't tell you the difference. And so tonight, I just want us to do some business with God. And it's really been a constant theme over the whole camp, but I just think we need to be authentic tonight. And maybe for you, the knot is something that's happened to you. When I think about something that's happened to you, what also comes to mind is the fact that I believe that a lot of young people come under a false identity because of labels that are put on you. And I'm not just talking about bullying at school. That's really bad. I'm not undermining that. But I also know that home life cannot be so great and I know that there are people in your life that should love you, that should care for you, should champion you, and yet they're labelling something over you that should never be said about you. And so maybe the knot is circumstantial for you. Maybe you've been labelled with a false identity and you believe, just like I shared last night, I believed for so long that I wasn't enough. You believed something over your life that actually isn't truth. 
And you need God. You need God to release that not for you tonight. Or maybe your not is because of some choices. And if you're being completely honest, you are so embarrassed. Maybe for you, you've never even shared with someone what that not is. But hearing me preach right now, you know exactly what it is. And there's a choice or there's somewhere along the line where you wish that thing didn't happen or you wish you didn't do that. But you've got to know tonight, there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And so even when we make choices that get a knot in our hose in our life, it doesn't matter because God can come and undo it. And so the team are going to lead us in this song. And we're going to stand in a second. And, and I just want us to take a moment when they start to sing. Get to that place where you're doing business with God. Say, God, highlight the knots in my life to me in this moment. And then we're going to take a stand. And I'm going to ask you to do something. Once you've identified what the knot is, and hey, if you've got knots in your life for both reasons, fine. I've had knots in my life for both reasons. But identify the knot that is restricting you the most right now. And once you've done that, I want you to come to the front. And your leaders and the team here are going to pray for you. And we're going to believe tonight that they're on the other side of releasing our knots that one, you are going to have full access and a full flowing stream of only Him. And two, you're going to see salvation and restoration in your relationships, in your friendships, in your schools, in your family. Because I know I've spent some time with your pastors this weekend. Their heart for you is undeniable. And they know that this city, your schools, your families need Jesus. They need Jesus. So come on, would you stand to your feet with me tonight? And the team are going to sing this song. And like I said, ask God, what's the knot that's restricting me the most? And once you have it, I want you to be bold and I want you to be brave and I want you to come to the front in our team, the team, your leaders, they're going to pray for you tonight. Sound good? Thanks for tuning in to the Burn Youth Podcast. To stay in the loop, follow us on Instagram at Burn Youth. See you next time.